0: Thought I'd end up with Sean, but he wasn't a match. Hey, Bill Curtis here. We all know how the Wait, Wait podcast works, right? You listen quietly while Peter and I joke around, have fun, and play games. But do you ever wish you could play along, too? Well, now you can. Just check out our new interactive... Not now, Peter. Well, now you can. Check out our new interactive game for your smart speaker. We ask you the questions, and we can hear your answers. Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to open the wait, wait quiz to try it out. You could win my voice on your voicemail, maybe singing my fave jam. One taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. The NPR News Quiz. Is it hot in here? I blame global warming. <laughs> I'm Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the Shakespeare Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sagal. Thank you,
1: Bill. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us. We have a wonderful show for you today. Later on, We're gonna be talking to the actor Lance Reddick. He played Lieutenant Daniels on The Wire. He's once again starring in the latest John Wick movie. But first, some history was made this week in broadcasting. The two greatest interviewers of the past two decades, Terry Gross and Howard Stern, had a two-part conversation on Fresh Air. And it was so astonishing to hear someone synonymous with the decline of civil discourse, (laughs) obsessed with porn and sex, talking to Howard Stern.
2: <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> I'm just saying if you only knew man. We don't want to know if you made it with your co-star. We just want you to play our games. Give us a call. The number is 1888 wait wait. That's 18889248924. Let's welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait Wait don't tell me.
2: Hello, this is Richie Huntington from Dallas, Pennsylvania.
1: All right, you're from Dallas, Pennsylvania. I don't know where that is. Um, I'm sure that you enjoy explaining to people it's not that Dallas, but where is it?
2: It is near Scranton and Wilkes-Barre, Northeast PA.
1: Northeast PA, And, uh, and what do you do there?
2: I'm a family practice doctor.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's good work. And how long have you been doing that? 20 years. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Richard. It is great to have you with us. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, the co-host of the podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's Mr. Adam Felber.
3: Hi, Dr.
2: Richie.
1: Next, a comedian will be performing at the Comedy Underground in Seattle, Washington, May 30th through June 1st, Mm -hmm. and she's the host of the trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself on the Maximum Fun Network. It's Helen Hall. Hi. Hi, Dr. Richie. And a humorist and author most recently of Save Room for Pie. it's Roy Blunt, Jr. Mm -hmm.
4: Hello, Doctor.
1: So welcome to the show, Richard. You're going to play Who's Bill this time? Bill Curtis right now, of course, is going to read for you three quotations from the week's news. Your job, of course, correctly identify, diagnose, two out of three. (laughs) Do that and you'll win any voice from our show you might like
0: on your voicemail. You ready to play? I am. All right. Here is your first quote. Mules, camels, bleached beeswax, (laughs) traveling circuses, sewage sludge. Those are just some of the thousands of things that will be much more
1: expensive because of the U.S. trade war with whom? China. China, China. yes! That's right. The tariffs our president has imposed are going to make even camels more expensive. Sorry kids, you might only be getting a one humper for Christmas this year. (laughs) So yes, oh. this week, the president announced new tariffs on things that come from China on top of the others. These new ones include technological components, baseball caps, handbags, boats, bicycles, even cereal. So hmm. sorry, your Chinese breakfast cereal is now going to be 25% more expensive. No more asbestos
5: <laughs> or, or
4: raisin lead. Wait. Oh. How Wait. about those things where you stick your fingers in? You know, no, no, no. you can't get them out. <laughs> you can't afford them.
5: We buy sewage sludge from China. <laughs> yeah, They're really good Are you packaging.
1: <laughs> you would be amazed at the things.
5: We can't, <laughs> we can't even make our own sewage yeah, sludge. Like, isn't
1: it terrible that the American workers can't make sewage sludge with the efficiency and price that the Chinese, you know, <sighs> half of what we get paid oh, here? It's yeah. just, you can't get an American worker to poop that much. It's true. It's true. <laughs>
5: Wait, I want to know what kind of cereal we're, we we get from China. Is we like my cornflakes is made in China.
0: Well, I'd imagine panda puffs. Mm. <laughs> my favorite,
1: uh, my favorite Chinese cereal is Comrade Crunch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
5: I was mine's the, count, I was, <laughs> mine's count Chinocula. <laughs>
4: I think we didn't get our shipment of Chinese jokes this week. No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> we can make up our own. Uh, yeah. It's tied. the it shows. Oh, if, the, if we had just had the Chinese jokes,
1: there'd be
0: so many more and they'd be so much better and cheaper. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Dr. Richard, here is your next quote.
0: It's basically like naming your child
1: Joseph Stalin. That was someone on Twitter making fun of the hundreds of people who had named their child after a character in a popular TV show who, after the last episode, probably now regret that. What is the show? Game of Thrones? Yes, Doctor. It's Game of Thrones. If, if you don't watch or care about Game of Thrones, I'm sorry to make your life more miserable than it already is. But for years now, fans of the show have been rooting for a certain character called Khaleesi who everybody thought was this young, attractive hero who would beat the bad guys and win in the end. Elizabeth Warren herself endorsed her, <laughs> saying her rise to the Iron Throne was a lesson for girls everywhere. As it turned out, the lesson, young girls, is that if you want to succeed, kill everyone. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, by the way, is legitimately 1 16th Dothraki. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so as you may or may not know, and and I'm sure many of you who don't care are vastly annoyed by this, all the Game of Thrones fans all week have been like in a frenzy of rage arguing with each other over whether that was a good thing or a bad thing or a justified thing. But it's a real problem, though, for the hundreds of people who, over the last eight or nine years, have named their baby daughters Khaleesi or Daenerys or other name after this character. And the kids are now like, seriously, Mama, why did you name me for a character who turned out to be a ruthless mass murderer? And did you ignore the obvious signs that this is where she was heading in all the prior seasons, including the dream sequence in season two Absolutely. at the house of the undying?
5: I mean, it was all there the whole time, Mama. I, I think that I th- there's a solution here, Peter. What? what which is Helen? that they can change the middle name to before season eight. Yes.
3: So it's like, My so it's name like, is Khaleesi, Khaleesi before, before season eight, Berkowitz. Smith. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, first of all, it's just a bad idea to name your kid after a character in a TV series if you don't know how it's gonna turn out. Imagine how the people feel who named their kids after Aunt Becky on Full House. <laughs>
2: It's just never a good idea at all. No, just never a good idea. Just ask my cousin
1: Cosby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, here is your last quote. Puck the car in Harvard yard. That was Bill imitating the accent we are now told is, believe it or not, considered to be one of the sexiest in America. What is the accent?
0: That is a Boston or New England
1: accent. You're exactly right. The Boston accent. Wow. It's... Sexy, everybody! It's time to park the Carnal in the Harvard Yard. The Carnal. The Carnal. We've all been there. We all know what it's like. You're watching The Departed or Goodwill the Hunting. Departed. Departed. We're never gonna get through this, are we? Sorry, it's sorry. All
3: right.
1: You've been there. You're watching The Departed or Goodwill Hunting, or you're getting beaten up by a bunch of drunk Bruins fans, and you have this funny feeling in your tummy because you know it's. Boston accent, and it is apparently, according to a survey of social media users, the second sexiest accent in the country, after the Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- this is true. It's bo- no, This is why so many lonely men are ordering mail-order brides from Worcester.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, when they say sexy, do they mean it makes you want to stick things in your ears? <laughs>
1: I'm, is Helen, and I,
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we couldn't let this go unchallenged, so we decided that we needed to talk, well, really to the only person we knew who could really let us know how the Boston accent at least has worked out for him. Ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to Ray Maliazzi of Car Talk. Hey, Ray.
3: <laughs> Ray, how are you? I'm really well. You folks are having a lot of fun making fun of my peeps. Yeah,
1: we are. <laughs> you, we do it all the time. Usually we don't let you listen. So the question for you, Ray, is uh, have you in your life of having a Boston accent, have you found it to be very sexy? Has it had that effect on the people you'd want it to have that effect on? Well, first of
3: all, wait a minute. I, I don't have a Boston accent. You don't? You... No, I mean, I can, I can fake one for you. But I, I don't I I, I I dedicated years to losing my Boston accent, because I, I thought it, it sounded bad. I, I, you know, I listened to all these people on NPR who sounded so erudite, and here we were, of course, my, there was hopeless with my brother, yeah. but you know, for years I tried to cultivate a, a Midwestern accent.
1: And actually, <laughs> I, I,
3: well, mission accomplished. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: so uh, so as a kind of test, uh, Ray, we uh-huh. have decided, that we've asked you to read a couple of romantic lines <laughs> from movies. I
3: can tell I'm not gonna like this. But no, go no, no, no. Oh, right,
1: here we go. Ready? So we're just gonna start with this one. How about this? The heart knows what the heart wants.
3: Oh, so you want me to
5: say? I do. What the, you heart, say. the heart knows what the heart wants. That's good. Woo! <laughs> All right. Oh, it's getting hot in here. Helen is flushed.
1: All right. How about this one? Draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. Oh, uh, really?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. That's good.
1: Last one. Last one. Ready? Here, Here we go. Up. My tastes are very singular.
3: Oh, uh, my tastes are very singular. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. You
3: know what
1: that was? You know what that Hold on. Smoldering. You know what that was? That was fifty shades of ray.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> ray Maliazzi, everybody from Taratar. Great to talk to you, Ray. See you later. Bye-bye.
0: Alright, Richard,
1: are you still there? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Alright.
0: Bill, how did Richard do in our quiz? <laughs> Richard did very, very well. He got him all
1: right. Congratulations, Doctor. <laughs>
3: Thank you. It was a well pleasure.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks so much for playing, and take care. Coming up, a Bluff the Listener game with military precision. Call one wait wait We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe believes fear has no place in a place like home. That's why they made a completely wireless home security system that can be self-installed in under an hour. Their sensors are built to protect every point of access to your home. Plus, Simply Safe has no long-term contracts. More than three million people have already protected their home with Simply Safe, get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee at SimpliSafe.com slash wait. It's 1965. A white minister is murdered in Selma, Alabama, but no one is held to account.
5: More than 50 years later, we return to the place where it happened to call a lie a lie and finally solve this murder.
1: White Lies from NPR. New episodes drop Tuesdays.
0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Adam Felber, Helen Hong, and Roy Blunt, Jr. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sago. Thank you, Bill. If
1: you've missed any part of this show, or you want to listen again to your favorite parts, like this part here where I'm talking about re-listening to your favorite parts, you should just download the Wait, Wait podcast. It's the show you love whenever you want to love it. Right now, though, it's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener Game. called one wait Wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello. Hello, who's this? Ryan Brown. Hey, Ryan Brown. Where are you calling
0: from? Oh, Charleston, West Virginia.
1: Charleston, West Virginia. What do you do there?
0: I'm a lavender farmer. (laughs) Oh, I've heard about it.
1: Those tough, hard scrabble men who mine the lavender in West Virginia. You
5: sound so chill. You sound like you've been like bathing in lavender. (laughs) Pretty
0: much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, welcome to the show, Ryan. You're gonna play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. What's the topic, Bill?
0: We're looking for a few really, really good men. Our armed forces are the best in the world, of course, and we all wish there
1: were, you know, more wars in which they could prove it. They do demonstrate their excellence every day in other ways. Our panelists are gonna tell you about a new kind of military achievement we just found out about. Pick the one who's telling the truth and you'll win the wait-waiter of your choice on your voicemail.
4: You ready to play? All right, yeah. All right, first, let's hear from Roy Blunt, Jr. Used to be armies fought to conquer territory, so tanks, or to win hearts and minds, so bombs. (laughs) Today everyone's fighting for a different objective, eyeballs. Hence the U.S. Army's All-American Influencer Platoon. There's wisecracking Ernie from Brooklyn, there's Gus from Minnesota, who can fix anything mechanical? There's Tonga, she's extreme punk, but she'll come through in a pinch. And Daisy, the come hither martial arts gal, and all the rest. They're all over social media. And this week, as tough on the outside, Sergeant Task put it, we took a big hill cover of Us Magazine.
0: There you are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. so-
4: the U.S. All-American.
1: Influencer platoon gets on the cover of us. Your next story of military excellence comes from Helen Hong.
5: There's a lot of reasons why people join the army. Patriotism, for instance, or a way to pay for college, or to gain a sense of discipline. But never in the history of the armed forces has anyone joined because they heard the food was amazing. (laughs) But that may change. In stunning gourmet food news, the prestigious James Beard Award, the Oscar Award for Food, has been awarded to Scott Gray, head chef at the Army. Now, mind you, Mr. Gray is not a fancy chef who's whipping up delicacies for the high-ranking hoi polloi. No. Scott Gray is in charge of creating shelf-stable MRE field rations. MRE, which stands for Meals Ready to Eat must have a shelf life of at least five years and typically comes in a plastic packet which includes a wet nap and a tiny roll of toilet paper. (laughs) Historically described by service members as absolutely disgusting and yuck and honestly I'd rather be shot than have to eat one more. All of that changed this past year when Scott Gray took the reins in the mess hall. His chicken burrito is sublime, raved the food critic at the New York Times. Perfectly tender and comes with a side of rich, smoky mole sauce, which one must squeeze out of a plastic sauce packet. (laughs) The meals have caused such a sensation, there's talk that Mr. Gray may be up for a coveted Michelin star. When asked about how he feels about that, Mr. Gray responded, huh? (laughs)
3: Like
5: the tire? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the Army's chef
1: wins a Beard Award for the excellence of his MREs. Your last story of fighters going far comes from Adam Felber. It was a
2: clear blue day in Washington State two years ago when a Navy pilot in an EA-18G growler perpetrated one of the most notorious stunts in the history of aviation. With contrails, he drew a large and startlingly accurate depiction of male genitalia, forever after to be known as the sky penis. Well, now after a two year investigation, the Navy has indeed looked into what was at the bottom of it. The pilot was a prodigy. A lad commanding officer is referred to as a whiz kid, but his act was goaded on by the electronic weapons officer, the EWO, in a recorded dialogue that we now know that is so historical that I must ask our voice of history, Bill Curtis, to reenact it. Noticing the optimal
0: conditions, the EWO said, Bill, you should totally try to draw a penis. <laughs> Dude, that would be so funny.
2: Against his better instincts, the pilot agreed. After some maneuvering, the EWO noticed some problems and was heard to say,
0: Going to be a little lopsided.
2: (laughs) And moments later, ecstatically, Complete. Etc. Once they completed the full Monty, they realized that, quote, the contrails were remaining longer than predicted in the sky. And they actually tried to fly a route that scribbled over it in vain. And now, despite their mighty achievement in aviation, the two perpetrators of the Sky Phallus have been discharged. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: here are your three choices of military excellence. From Roy Blunt, Jr., the US All-American influencer platoon getting on the cover of us. From Helen Hong, the guy who comes up with the recipes for MREs, winning her prestigious beard award for his cooking. And from Adam Felber, the impressive details of how the great sky phallus of 2017 was created in the skies over Washington. Which of these is the real story of military excellence?
0: I'm going to go with the sky penis. <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs>
1: All right, your choice then is Adam's story. To find out the correct answer, we spoke to a reporter covering the real story.
3: So in 2017, two Navy aviators drew a giant sky penis across the blue skies of Washington State.
1: That was Jeff Zulowitz, a senior reporter with Navy Times, talking about, of course, the great Sky Penis. And if people are listening with their children right now, please address your complaints to the US Navy. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Ryan. You got it right. You won a point for Adam. Bill, you there's a
2: point for that.
1: Oh, you won a point for for Adam. And I think a round of applause for Bill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, of course, you've won our prize, the voice of your choice on your voicemail. Congratulations!
3: Alright, thank you. Thank Bye. you,
1: take care. And now the game where interesting people answer questions about things that simply don't interest them. One of the most popular movie franchises in the last few years has been the John Wick saga, in which Keanu Reeves plays a sad assassin who is forced to shoot lots of people with Kung Fu. When he's worn out from that, he stays at a mysterious hotel and is greeted by the elegant concierge named Sharon. That's Lance Reddick, who fans of The Wire will remember as Lieutenant Daniels, or maybe they'll remember him for his roles in Lost, Oz, or Fringe. Lance Reddick, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. (laughs) Let's just talk about these movies. So these movies, the first one came out in 2014. Keanu Reeves plays an assassin, Okay. But it turns out there's this strange society of other assassins and criminals. And among other things, they have this hotel where they can all stay. Uh, and you are the concierge, right?
3: Yes, technically I am the concierge, yes.
1: Yes, and, and when they came to you with this part, what did they tell you about this hotel and this guy?
3: <laughs> they didn't tell me anything. They said, here's a script, read it. <laughs> um. <laughs> To be fair, you know, once I read it, I was just um, really, really, really intrigued by the role, partly because uh, I never get to play stuff like this. Um, I tend to play uh, intimidating authority figures that talk a lot.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You, I I have to say, you have, uh, again, being a fan mainly of The Wire, a pretty intimidating presence when you want to. Do you use that in real life, like when your kids are misbehaving?
3: Yeah, that never worked. No. <laughs> yeah. Not ever.
1: That's a shame. Yeah. I, if I, I thought so. Maybe. Yeah. So let's talk about John Wick. So you play this guy. I notice in the first two movies, first of all, how come you, your character, always has to end up looking after John Wick's dog? <laughs> that oh. doesn't seem right to me.
3: If that's obvious. It's because I'm black. Ah. Oh. <laughs> You yeah, went right there, come man. Come I didn't know, want to man. do that.
1: No,
3: well, now me. it if makes went sense. Before I'm going to die in the first frame after say that. Oh, yeah. I've got to ask
1: you this. People ask me this, uh, or rather, I've heard people talk about this. What is Charon's accent?
3: It is Kenyan. Well, it's supposed to be Kenyan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and well, What do the Kenyans you've met think it is? Oh, well,
3: <laughs> I haven't done a survey, and I would request that you don't either. I'm
5: right. <laughs> sorry. You're such a, it's such a smooth character. Oh, he's very smooth. Very smooth, and you don't really say much, but you're just very like, oh, this guy's more than a concierge. Yeah,
1: I I have to ask you, because Keanu Reeves has become such an icon over the years for kind of just like laconic silence. We all think of like sad Keanu. Is that what he's really like in the set, or is he like, like constantly joking around?
3: People I've ever I've ever known. Right. He's uh, he's an extraordinary human being. So wow.
1: I mean I, I have to I'm going to tell you that I've heard this. I know people have worked with him and they say he's a particularly generous actor in terms of he works with people. But his interaction with almost everybody he meets, all the other actors in this movie, is he kills them. <laughs> well, so <yeah. laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering like on the set you're know, like okay I'm doing a scene with like oh let's say the ninjas and he says hey guys we're going to work together and, and when I stab you in the eye I just want you to know I I really respect you. Is that, is
3: that oh. Well, I wasn't there for those scenes, Yeah, uh-huh. but the scuttlebutt on the set was, he was very kind.
2: He was very kind. <laughs> he, he, only, was he only kills people who refuse to take care of his dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole plot of John Wick, if you haven't seen it.
1: What's amazing, and I will say this, is, is the, the plot of the movie is basically he kills people, but the reason he kills people, <laughs> not a spoiler, the reason he kills people is in the beginning of the first movie, the bad guys kill his puppy, oh. which is pretty traumatic.
3: Yeah, uh, well, and also, I mean, it was a puppy that was given to him by his late wife. Nobody
1: cares about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's this adorable puppy, and freaking Fion Greyjoy, who we all know is a loser, shows up and kills his puppy. So anyway, but, (laughs) so anyway, I'm I'm getting the wires crossed. So anyway, so in the movie, at the end of the first movie, he then gets a dog. And then at the beginning of the second movie, the first thing he does is he gives the dog to you.
3: To be fair, what he does is he asks if the hotel provides services for dog care. Right. And I say no. However, I'll watch it for you.
1: But the thing is, so like there's this dog and the dog has lived now through the second movie and now the third movie. And I talk to people and say, oh, I saw John Wick it's really great, it's even better than the last one, and they say, is the dog okay? Yeah. <laughs> because it turns out that you can do a movie in which, like, literally 80 people are murdered, and all people care about is the dog. Mm-hmm.
3: That is amazing. Yeah, it's Yeah, tr- I think that's a uniquely American phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if,
1: there, if there was... If there was a moment, if it came down to you and your character and the dog, people would be rooting for the dog.
3: Um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't play the black man card
0: again, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I, I'm gonna see it tonight, and if the dog doesn't make it, I'm gonna like kill some people. You see what I mean? <laughs> I'm just
1: gonna say to America, go see John Wick three. The dog is fine. Yeah, there's nothing to worry about. Lance Raddick, it is a pleasure to talk to you after being a fan for so long, but we have invited you here to play a game we're calling...
0: Anything you need, sir. So
1: as we were discussing, in the John Wick films, you play this hotel concierge, always at the disposal of the guests. Their requests are a little unusual, but we wanted to ask you about the concierges in real life who have it much harder, because instead of assassins, they're dealing with rich people. (laughs) Yes. Answer two out of three questions about real-world concierges concierges, and the problems they solved. You'll win our prize for one of our listeners. Bill, who is Lance Reddick playing for?
0: Lucy Morrison of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All right. You ready to play? Yes.
1: All right. The concierge at the fancy Carlisle Hotel in New York did what once for a guest's pampered pet dog? A, arranged for squirrels to be released in front of it on a walk in Central Park so it could feel the thrill of the hunt. B, imported sod and grass onto the floor of the room so it could enjoy an outdoor pee without going outdoors. Or C, ordered the dog a custom-cooked steak from Japan in a private jet so it would arrive warm.
3: Wow. That's a tough one. Um. I'm going to go for the, the, the steak from Japan.
1: No, it was actually the sod and grass in the room. Really? Uh, this oh, very wealthy man. lady had her pet dog. She didn't want to take the dog outside, but she didn't want the dog to have to pee in a pad or something, so the concierge brought the lawn to the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you still have two more chances here, Lance. Okay, oh, good, 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 good. The concierge at the Ritz-Carlton Cancun was able to help a guest enjoy his trip to the beach by doing which of these? A, blotting out the sun with a 300-foot-long shade so he wouldn't get a sunburn. B, calming the waves with a giant boom so he could enjoy his swim. Or C, covering the beach with carpet so he didn't get sand on his toes.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. This, this guy apparently had something in common with the dog in the prior question. <laughs> He had sensitive toes.
3: Okay, uh, C. Yes, it's C.
1: (laughs) Last question. Sometimes concierges have to say no, as when a guest at a safari lodge in Africa asks for what? A, a lion to walk up to his girlfriend with the engagement ring around Mm -hmm. his neck. B, a giraffe ride or see a chance to hunt the most dangerous game, man.
3: Mm. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'd say no to all those. Yeah. Um, the lion.
1: The lion is right. That's mm-hmm. what the guy Yeah! Wants. What? The concierge <laughs> had to explain that if they arranged for the lion to walk up to the girlfriend, it would be a very brief engagement. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Bill, how did Lance Reddick do in our quiz? To write, as you know, that wins in our book. Congratulations! (laughs) Lance Reddick stars in the new Zealand John McKeown Palabellum. Lance Reddick, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you.
1: In just a minute, we keep very, very quiet in our listener limerick challenge game. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Custom Inc. Who want you to know about the belongingness hypothesis, which sounds made up but is absolutely real, that holds that a sense of belonging has a positive impact on your emotions and the way you think. One thing that can improve your sense of belonging is matching custom gear from Custom Inc. Their easy-to-use website provides great design resources and hundreds of products. Build belonging with your groups through Custom Gear. For full details and 10% off your next order, go to custominc.com slash wait.
0: A lot of people are excited that I mentioned on the air yesterday that I'll be on Fresh Air with Terry Gross on NPR.
5: It happened. I finally got to interview Howard Stern. There was so much to talk about. It's a two-parter. You can listen on the Fresh Air podcast.
0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. The NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Adam Felber, Roy Blunt Jr. and Helen Hong. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sagal. Thank
4: you, Bill. Yeah.
0: In just a minute,
1: Bill reminds you that in the game of limericks, you rhyme or you die. <laughs> if you'd like to play, give us a call at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one Right now, panel... Answer some more questions from this week's news. Adam, hmm. Aer Lingus, the Irish airline, has offered a new perk for upscale passengers for only four times the normal ticket price. They guarantee you a seat with what perk? A quiet seatmate. No, even better. <laughs> no seatmate. Exactly right. <laughs> For only four times the normal price of a ticket. Wait (laughs) a minute. Hang
3: on. Hang on.
0: (laughs) Hang on. Let me explain. Let me
1: explain. (laughs) So, four times the price, you get a seat guaranteed. You get an aisle or a window seat and guaranteed no one in the middle seat. Now, (gasps) now, Aer Lingus, of course, is the only airline with its own definition in the urban dictionary. But they're trying.
3: Not their fault. Not no. their
1: fault, but they're trying to compete with all the other line airlines doing short hops all over Europe. So they've offered this thing four times the price. You get nobody in the middle oh, seat. Oh, I'm going to you. make
2: a killing because I'm going to offer the same thing for a little over half price. Exactly <laughs> of what they're <laughs> offering. It's
1: perfect for anyone who likes to spread out in privacy, and also anyone who's too dumb to realize that for only twice the price of a standard ticket, you can buy the seat mm. next to you.
4: <laughs> it's very cunning of Lingus, I think.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you. Thank
0: you very much. Yeah.
1: Adam, linguists have traced the evolution of modern languages back to prehistoric times. And it turns out there is one word that hasn't changed at all in 8,000 years. So if you were able to go back in time and meet somebody who spoke the Proto Indo European language, you could happily talk to each other about what? One word.
2: Guy's named John. No. (laughs) Uh,
1: Poop. No. (laughs) Very, very, very few words have survived the millennia without being changed in some way to different languages. This one, of course, has. But you would have to mime the bagel and cream cheese. Lox lox really? What? What? Lox has meant salmon or right. smoked salmon for huh. 8000 years. What? The one word has not 8000 years ago they when they were to look point the salmon they'd say lox. now this was How do we know this? Because
5: <laughs> the they, first deli right
3: 8000 years ago. Yeah. Right.
2: They they found the menu from the first deli, yes. and it was completely unintelligible. It was, in, it
5: was in hieroglyphs, and then it said "locks."
1: Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is before cream cheese and capers, but uh, they had invent they had the bagels at that time. But it was before the invention of the wheels, so the bagels were all square. Oh. <laughs> now we know this because, like I said, the word is the same in all languages that have descended from this. Proto-Indo-European language from which most of our languages come, so if the theory about locks is right, that means that Jews existed back then, so we can assume Proto-Indo-European was mostly used to complain. (laughs) (laughs) You invented fire, did you have to make it so hot? Coming up, it's lightning fill-in-the-blank. But first, it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one wait wait That's one 8924 Or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. There you can find out about attending our weekly live shows right here at the Chase Bank Auditorium in Chicago. And our upcoming shows, June 27th at the Mann Center in Philadelphia. And our very first show at the beautiful Blossom Music Center located within Cuyahoga National Park in Ohio, July 18th.
0: Wow. Hey. Pretty exciting.
1: Hi. You are on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me.
3: Hi. Who's this? I'm Teresa Apple from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I know.
1: Pittsfield out there in western Massachusetts.
5: That's right. Not
1: far from Lenox where sometimes we do our show. What do you do there?
5: I am a registered nurse in the operating room of a local hospital. Okay.
3: Yeah. I'm a girls high school cross country coach.
1: Oh good for you
3: a massage therapist and a yoga teacher. Wow. Wow, you have all the jobs.
1: You're like full service.
5: I am, That's very
1: exciting. But don't don't you have an obligation to be extremely healthy and fit yourself doing all those things?
5: I do, and I am. Well, there we are.
1: Well, Teresa, welcome to the show. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly on two of the limericks, you'll be a winner. You ready to play? I am. Let's right. do it. Let's do it. Here is your first limerick.
0: Though my driver's not starting a riot, he keeps yakking about his new diet. But I don't want to talk. I might get out and walk. I'll pay more if the driver stays...
3: Quiet.
0: Yes, yes, quiet. Uber,
1: you know them. They're now offering quiet mode with the press of a button when you order the car. You can let your driver know you'd rather not talk. <gasps> It's all part of Uber's lifelong mission of making their customers' rides more enjoyable and making their drivers feel more and more like ghosts.
5: (laughs) Oh my god, I cannot wait for this. Now,
1: (laughs) you should know, Helen, that it's only available with Uber Black. That's the high-end, expensive limo option. And if you don't want quiet, never fear. Uh, If you prefer, customers can also select a talkative preference. You can click that.
5: No. (laughs) But you don't
1: need to do this. You don't need to do this. All you need to do is get into the car and say something like, so, have I ever told you about the miracle of Dianetics? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Your driver will not talk to you.
0: Here is your next limerick. Some bites can't be scratched with mere head shrugs. So dinosaurs (laughs) kept their nests spreads snug. It made pterodactresses throw out their mattresses. Because dinosaurs may have had... Two bed bugs? Bedbugs? Bedbugs, yes! Bugs, yes. Bed bugs. It's true! What a good one. Scientists
1: now tell us that dinosaurs had bedbugs. Although the really surprising mm. thing is that dinosaurs had beds. Mm. <laughs> a new study based on 15 years of research has found that bedbugs originated a hundred million years ago, uh, just after mm. the appearance of the first ever Best Western. Mm. <laughs> This means that millennia, millennia before humans walked the earth, there were other species that never ever changed their sheets. Bed bugs probably say,
4: We used to have dinosaurs.
3: (laughs) All
1: right,
0: here is your last limerick. Here's what 007's fame spawned a boy's heart, which for cars remains fond. Aston Martin will build a new car gadget filled. They're remaking the car from Bond. James you? Oh, right. she's good, James uh, Bond. You are. Yes, so good. <laughs> for a
1: limited time, you can purchase an exact replica of James Bond's Aston Martin car from the movie Goldfinger, including all the cool gadgets from ah. that movie: mm. rotating license plates, extendable right. battering rams, a smokescreen device. It even comes with a removable rear-facing car seat for James Bond Jr. <laughs> Now, for this, for that, three point five million dollars, you get a spy's car. It's amazing. It's great. It's also not street legal. You can not have it towed to a parking lot and drive it around there. And uh, drivers will need to spend 30 hours with a learner's permit to kill before they get their
4: license. I can remember when, I can remember when cocaine meant you had too much money. Yeah. <laughs> That's true.
0: Bill, well, how did Teresa do her kiss? The Everything Lady from Pittsfield did great. Congratulations. She won it all. Congratulations. Well done.
1: Add this to your many
0: achievements. Thank you so much for playing, Teresa. Thank
3: you for having me. Bye
0: bye.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from MailChimp. So, you want to grow your business. Now what? MailChimp's all-in-one marketing platform, that's what. It has all the marketing stuff you need all in one place, so you can save time and money. And it's powered by a marketing CRM, so you can collect, organize, and understand your audience data. All to help you market smarter and grow faster. Learn more at MailChimp.com. Support also comes from Verbo. Finding the perfect vacation home is hard. You start off looking for a beach house big enough for six and wind up watching videos of surfing dogs. Verbo does the hard work for you. Whatever your budget or what you want from the home, a yard, a grill, even a private pool, verbo has got you covered. Download the Verbo app, VRBO, to discover everything from condos and cabins to villas and castles. Let Verbo find a home that matches you. Now on to our final game, lightning fill in the blank. Each of our players, will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill in the blank questions as he or she can. The correct answer is worth two points. Bill, can you give us the score?
0: Adam leads with four, Helen has three, Roy has one.
1: Okay. (laughs) Roy, you're in third place, you're up first. The clock will start when I begin your first question, fill in the blank. On Wednesday, the governor of blank signed the nation's most restrictive abortion ban. Alabama. Right. On Monday, Attorney General Bill Barr assigned a prosecutor to look into the origins of the blank investigation. Russia. uh, Yeah. The Russia investigation. That'll do. This week, a Reuters poll showed blank had a commanding lead over all other Democratic candidates for president. Joe Biden. Yes. On Tuesday, the National Labor Relations Board concluded that blank drivers were contractors and not employees. Uh, Uber. Right. A British woman was diagnosed with a sleep disorder this week after she unknowingly blanked while she was sleeping. She had called the doctor. No, she had bought a full-size basketball court. Huh. <laughs> Best known for his work in The Carol Burnett Show, comedian blank passed away at the age of 85. Tim Conway. Right. This week, kids in Ohio were excited to hear they'd be starting oh. their summer vacation early after blank was found inside their school. Um, well, something awful,
4: no doubt. Uh, um, a um, dynamite. No.
1: Enriched uranium. Oh, what? Zahn's Corner Middle School outside of Cleveland will be closed for at least three months after two different types of nuclear material was found in the basement. Most of the middle school students are excited for the extra time off, except for one kid who's really upset that some snitch ruined his chances of absolutely dominating this year's science fair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bill, how did Roy do in our quiz?
0: He got five right, 10 more points. He has a total of 11 right now, and he is in the lead. All right. (laughs) Okay, Helen, you're up next. Fill in the blank. Ready? Here we go.
1: On Tuesday, the White House denied a Judiciary Committee's request for documents related to the blank probe.
5: The Mueller probe?
1: Yes. On Wednesday, the U.S. pulled all non-essential embassy staff out of Iraq over fears of escalating tensions with blank. With Iran. Right. This week, San Francisco became the first city to ban blank technology.
5: Oh, facial recognition. Right.
1: On Monday, President Trump welcomed the far-right Prime Minister of blank to the White
5: House. Hungary?
1: Yes, this week Russian bots were accused of rigging the results of blank.
5: Uh, The election in Florida?
1: No, a children's singing contest called The Voice Kids. What? (laughs) (laughs) On Monday, actress blank pled guilty to her role in the college bribery scandal.
5: Oh, I'm blanking on her name. William H. Macy's wife.
1: Name is? Mrs. Macy. No. (laughs) Felicity Huffman, this week a couple's proposal went viral after the woman posted a picture of her engagement ring, which was blank.
5: Swallowed by a whale?
1: No, her engagement ring was made from human hair. The man presented the inch-wide band of hair to his girlfriend this Mm. week, presumably because he wanted to excitedly tell his friend, she said no! She said no! (laughs) Fortunately, the hair was his and not that of his prior Mm. victims. And... (laughs) (laughs) The thrilled woman posted pictures of the ring online. So we all know about it. Reaction has been mixed, but on the plus side, she doesn't have to worry about losing her ring in the shower because she can just reach into the drain trap. Bill, how did Helen do on our quiz? Pretty
0: good. Four right, eight more points, a total of 11, which means she is tied with Roy. All right, how many then?
1: How many, then, does Adam need to leap ahead of them and win? The walk in the park, Adam. Four to win. Don't jinx
3: me, Bill. All
1: right, Adam, this is for the game. Fill in the blank. On Thursday, President Trump unveiled a new program proposing a merit-based policy on blank. Uh, immigration Right, after being subpoenaed to appear before the Senate Intelligence Committee Blank Jr. agreed to provide limited <laughs> testimony
2: <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. This
1: week, New York Mayor Blank announced his plans to lose the Democratic nomination <laughs> <Apple. laughs> Bill the Yeah, you know, On Monday, the Supreme Court ruled that an antitrust lawsuit against Blank could proceed Apple Right, a man in Florida arrested for indecent exposure explained to police that he was just blanking Sunning himself. No, he was practicing basketball and being naked, quote, enhances his skill level. Not wrong. (laughs) Under a new measure, parents in Washington state can no longer claim a personal exemption to prevent their children from getting the blank vaccine. Measles. Right. On Monday, it was revealed that former president, blank, was recovering from a broken hip.
2: Jimmy Carter. Right. A British
1: man who lost his passport two years ago was shocked this week when he received blank.
2: Another passport.
1: No. He was shocked to receive a thank you note from the kid who has been using it as a fake ID all this time. Wow. Wow.
3: That's so sweet. I bet the
1: kid turned turned 21 or something
3: and sent exactly it back right. to him. Exactly
1: right. Joe, a man named Joe Hunter lost his passport right before a big trip, and though he got an emergency replacement, he never knew what happened to his original until this week, when he got a note from a guy saying, hey, I just turned legal, so I don't need your passport anymore. Would you like it back? <laughs> It's safe to say, this is the best possible version of the Hey, I've been using your property to commit crime story. Definitely better than, Hey, I'm all done serial killing. Do you need your hedge clippers back? Mm.
0: (laughs) 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 Bill, did Adam do well enough to win? Yes! Of course he did. Mm. He got six right. Total of 16 points for Mm. the win.
2: Congratulations. Wow. In just... Thank you for that smattering. Yes. (laughs)
1: In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists, now that Game of Thrones is coming to an end, what will HBO's next big hit show be? Thank you to Stock and Ledger in downtown Chicago for feeding us today. Wait, wait, don't tell me, is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotika writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our house manager is Tyler Green, assisted by Simon Tran and Mary Deolio. Our web guru is Beth Novi. And this week, we are forced to say a sad goodbye to two wonderful interns, Alex McOwen and Rachel Klepper, known as the Wonder Twins, but only to themselves. Because... (laughs) Seriously, you look nothing alike, guys. Alex, you were unstoppable when we sent you on a mission. We should have asked you to get tape of the Holy Grail, and you would have found it. And Rachel, we can't thank you enough for creating order within our chaos, and we hope that we've prepared you for your next job, although we have to warn you, there will not be nearly as many donuts. B.J. Lederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles, Dornboss, and Lillian King. Our best boy is Peter Gwynn. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our business and ops manager is Colin Miller. Our production coordinator is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog, And the executive producer of, wait, wait, don't tell me, is Mike Danforth. Now panel, what will be HBO's next big hit
4: show we'll all get obsessed with? Roy Blunt Jr. Another hard-hitting, short titled city-specific series from David Simon. It's called Slosh, set in Miami in the near future when the water is up to everyone's (laughs) knees.
5: Helen Hong. A new series entitled White People in Old-Timey Costumes with Dragons.
2: And Adam Felber Well it's a news show Set in a bleak And hopeless dystopia Where selfish warlords And schemers Struggle to rule The remnants of a dying world Yes They're launching A nightly
0: news show <laughs> Well if any of that Happens panel We'll tell you about it Right here on Wait wait don't tell Me. Thank you Bill Curtis Thanks also to Roy Blunt Jr
1: Helen Hong, Adam Felber Thanks to all of you For listening Thank you so much For being with us We'll see you next week This is NPR.